Listening Dog Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our hot mess mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And I am so, so very happy to say that with us is a, the glorious example of a working mum with a great family life. Um, <laughs> she's been married and still is, and that makes a change. She's got two gorgeous daughters. Um, a lovely hubby and a gaff in the Cotswolds. Um, she's just one of the most awesome ladies who's always working and so she should be. She deserves to be. It's the one and only Angela Griffith. Oh, that is so very lovely and nice of you. What a great introduction. But you know it's not all real. The Instagram stuff, <laughs> it's not all real. My children are nightmares. My husband can be annoying. Um, the house in the Cotswolds like costs a fortune so we've had to rent it out for the year. It's like, you know... It's not what it comes across like on Instagram. Oh, Let's put that out there right now. I love you already. That's <laughs> just so refreshing. <laughs> Angela, you are, you are real. You are real then, yeah, really. Exactly. You, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. good, good. Dead real. We're proud to be working with Swan this series so we can tell you about all of their stylish products, including their stunning purple retro range, which is the perfect addition to any family home. For 20% off Swan's gorgeous products, head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. Oh, I'm glad we've 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 got over that because uh, oh, it's just so nice to see so you. Honestly, to see you. and you just make me smile all the time. I um, I just think you you've got this all this like great all rounded sort of um, balance. That's what I think it is because I, I know you work hard yeah. and you always have. But you've managed with the girls. I mean, how, how old is Tallulah and Melissa? So Tallulah is 17 and Missy oh is 14. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I do like working and I am a bit of um, a workaholic. Like I like it when I'm working a lot. Some people want to do mm. one job a year and then spend the rest of the time with the kids. Yeah. And I do like my children and I do like spending time with them. But I also really, really, really like working. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you won't hear me moaning about working very often. No, and it's interesting because Connie, sorry, Kelly, but, but Connie, no, um, she, if I'm not working, I'm a bit similar. Um, 
in a lot of ways. But if I'm not working, Connie always says, I think you need to go to work, Exactly. Mom. This is it. And it yeah. feeds, yeah, it, it sort of filters through to the yeah. girls. Yeah. They, they know. How old's Connie? Um, Connie's 20. She's in her third, nearly 21. Oh, my goodness. I want so much advice because I am struggling at the moment. My goodness me. Well, yeah, I can help you with that. Polly's 12, so that you, you're past that. Yeah. But, yeah, Connie's 20, going on 21. So anything you need to know. I need to know everything. I literally need to know everything. Honestly, <laughs> me, I, got, I got my psychology books back out last night. Of, there's this book called Teenager in the Greenhouse, which is, like, basically what's happening psychologically to a teenager's brain now. It's about the limbic system and um, mm-hmm. and the frontal lobe. Because, honestly, I'm really struggling with it at the yeah. moment. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, any advice? Okay. It's the selfishness. It's this. It's the selfishness mm. of... Mm. There's no one in her world apart from her. her. Please don't listen to this, Tallulah. Oh. Actually, no, maybe I do want her to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I do remember is, you know, a lot of people go, oh, you know, you've always got to be a parent. You've always got to be the mum. But I did fine with Connie and Kelly will say, she's cool, Connie. She's all right. I didn't have too much. To, I haven't had too yeah. much uh, sort of trouble with her. You two are like best friends, aren't you? As well as mum and daughter, really. Yeah, and You've that's what that. I was going to say. I have to say, uh, uh, against what most will say is, uh, she is she's a good friend. And I, I, I started that early on. And because of that, she tells me everything. Ooh, and we haven't got that barrier it? of... <laughs> See, this is the part oh. of it. Is I'm loves I love some of it. I'm like no. I mean I've got some stories. Obviously I can't tell them because but but the stuff she's come out with. I thought oh that's because she thinks I'm like a best friend, yeah. and so I can't really so react. But Tallulah's, oh, okay. Tallulah's been my friend, and I think that's maybe what I'm struggling with now is she doesn't ah. want to be my friend now. She's doing the whole mm. separation thing. We're like, going on a family holiday, and she doesn't want to come, and I'm like. Hang on. Oh, what? Yeah. Why would you not? And how, so how old did you say she was? She's 17. She wants to stay at yeah. home because it's her boyfriend's birthday. So yeah. for her boyfriend's birthday on one day, she's not coming on holiday for a full seven days. She, just oh. doesn't, want to, she doesn't want to be with us. She just wants to be with her boyfriend. And it's like, and so I'm a bit, hang on, I thought we were mm. really good friends. I thought we were close. I thought we had this relationship. And this is my therapy My boys session. are on the scene. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How's your... Um, How's your husband with that? Because dads and girls, like my husband and my, our daughter, they are like this, exactly. you know, I'm bad cop. Yeah. And he's just, you know, they're always hugging and cuddling and they're just inseparable. <laughs> and he's sort of, he's always saying to her, she's only eight, but don't ever think you're bringing a boy home here because yeah. it ain't happening. And he means it. So how does your husband cope with her being like this now? Is he like you? Is he struggling? Yeah, or? he's struggling, but he's struggling. We really love her boyfriend. He's so lovely. She's known him and been in a band with him since she was like 12 but they only got together like six months ago so we really like him it's a really beautiful um relationship based on friendship and it's solid and he loves her and she loves him all of that we love he can come round and whatever but it, it's it's now where it's at um uh, what's it uh, to ah, i can't think what the word is when we're like we're pushed to the side so now oh, it's okay. just about at him. your expense at our expense really? that's it it's, yeah. it's at yeah. the family's expense she just wants it it's to be it's so hard so he's it struggling is... with it because they were you know Jason I was the one who was going out to work Jason was the one who was staying at home looking after the girls he does all the nursery and the school pickups and the drop-offs he was probably primary caregiver so yeah he really feels it because he's like he still wakes up at eight o'clock in the morning to take him to school 
uh, and I'm like, dying to do it as well. Why are you like, doing oh, please that? let me take it. Yeah. yeah. Because he just says, I just I want think... half an hour in the car with them. Just want that time oh. in the car where they, they have to talk to me. <laughs> do you know what? Oh. You'll have to tell Jason. I have, What do I always say, Kelly? I always go, parenting, thankless task. Oh, thank At the yes. end of the day. But now I really become... understand that it really is thankless. Like, it really is. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's mad hearing you always makes me feel bad as well because mine is so tiny and sometimes I'm just like oh my god just stay in your own bed and yeah. you know and it, but then when I hear yours and often when I hear Jenny you know talking about them getting older and doing their own thing I think wow because that's the other side of it is you know they don't need you as much and they yeah. shut you out when they're going through the changes yeah. of everything you know and it's because you've spent listen. all those ti- all that time with yeah. them in your bed you've given them every single thought you have in your day is about yeah. your kids yeah. for years mm. and years and you do that happily and then all of a sudden they yeah. turn around one day and go I, no we don't want to be in your thoughts every <gasps> single day like oh. what, what do I do what do I what's do what's my wall now how do we <laughs> what's going on Oh. Well, you two got plenty. You and Jason. I mean, so, first of all, I love watching uh, how the, the progression of your sort of makeover at your house. <laughs> I remember your kitchen beard. I'm not a groupie or a stalker, by the way. It's just that I, I do, you know, I do love you. And I've met you. You know, we go back yeah. a little way, and and I'm like, I wonder how she's doing. And it, 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 social media is great like that. Cause really? I feel like I've always kept up on top of things. But yeah, it, it, did you sort of like crack the whip with Jason? Say, right, I want this done because he did a great job. If you did. do, you know what? He's the one who does most of the um, designing and the styling and the ideas. Oh my god, he's a keeper, isn't he's a, he? he? Do you know what Jason is? He's an excellent, excellent wife and very, very <laughs> attractive. Like he 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 is actually the coolest guy I know because he's Aww. the most amazing cook. He's the most amazing um, caregiver. Is the most amazing parent, and he plays football and he drinks beer and he's a bloke and he's like he's so fine with himself. He's so cool with with all mm. of the different facets of his um, of his identity that um, mm. it just makes him the coolest guy in the land. And he loves a bit of interior design. <laughs> Well, Angela, it's been lovely talking to you. I know he's waiting outside the door. Please, will you welcome? (laughs) We did have Max Beasley on here, actually. He's a hot mess dad. So maybe you should get Jason on. Yeah, Mm. Max was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Well, Jason and Max Max are cut from the same cloth. Absolutely. They are, aren't they? Yeah. And you, look, you had a great night. Everyone's talking about, was it on Saturday at Tamsin? Oh, Jenny. Did you see it, Kelly? Oh, I've seen the videos. Yeah, oh, I've been man, playing with his dad. Serious FOMO, that. Honestly, that was... it's one of those things that that happened that you never think is going to happen. It, at my birthday in July, we all went and we were having this lovely meal and then, and then Tam and, and Max and Big Max were talking and going, oh, while you're here, we should maybe just do like a little bit of music, just have like a little jam at our house. And Tam was going, yeah, just come round and do it at ours. And then we all, you know, carry on with our day. And then about two weeks later, the text comes out going, right, uh, Max, Max, um, I'm going to do it on this day. Shall we do it? And then all of a sudden it turned into like this live event with Omar singing nothing like this in Tamsin's living room with Max and Max and Jerry on the bass, who's the most incredible bass player. It was, it it truly was one of the most amazing days I've I've, I've had. How all Lovely on the back of that. the fact that we've been socially distancing. Who, when, yeah. you know, when was the last time you heard live music? We've all mm. been in, you know, these 
quite strange worlds. And so mm. it was such a massive release. It was incredible. I'm so sorry. And next time we will just have everyone round because we didn't know oh, it was going to yeah, be like that. No, no. But it just looked totally spontaneous, but it was magical. And it actually prompted me because I thought can I do like that just say yeah just all come round and uh, yeah we're just going to have a little uh, jam and yeah. uh, you know this one will be I mean sometimes I don't know now maybe small sort of groups of people friends family that's the thing to do now as opposed to going out to a you know I don't know a nightclub yeah. or a wine bar it's the new thing yeah. isn't it I think this is the new Saturday yeah the yeah. new Saturday <laughs> new, the, the staying in with, with musicians is the new going out and watching if game. you know people like that mind yeah, you true, true, but, you know true. otherwise yeah um <laughs> But you, you've been doing so, I mean, I can't keep up with everything that you, that you do um, and it's exhausting looking at it. Um, but I can't say I mean, no. From, That's my problem. You can't, can you? Can't I was going to no. say, but is there ever a time when you say no and you've answered the question? I, I, I do occasionally. I do very, very right. occasionally say no. But in all fairness, it's my agent that says no because she'll phone me up and go, Andrew, we've had this request in. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. And she goes, no, Angela, no, not this time. No, you, you, you won't be doing that. And I'm like, oh, but why? And there's this, I call it a working class mentality of, I just think it's all going to end tomorrow. <laughs> that this is the last job. This is the last time yeah. anyone's going to ask me. And if I don't say yes, then they'll just move on to the next person. And and I don't ever want it to end. I just, I love my job. I love mm. doing stuff. I love being busy. I love trying new things. Um, and while I can, I just, I just want to do it. I should maybe say. You sound slightly guilty for being a yes person. Well, I just think back to presenting Fat Pet Fit Club. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Yeah, but you made it work. In your own way, you made it work. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't. It was one of those last minute commissions. They were meant to have, I think it was like a Mel and Sue show was meant to be commissioned and something happened and it fell behind and they went, right, we've got like a two week slot. What can we do? And someone in a room somewhere went, oh, fat pet fit club fat pet fit club let's do that it's January. Like all the grown ups and, and the adults are like going on diets. Let's put the dogs on diets. Oh, all right then. <laughs> Oh, there she is. Hello, oh, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. Radar's out. Yeah, exactly. So I think from that moment, my agent had to take over. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. Now, the kitchen is never usually the prettiest room in the house, but that's all changed thanks to Swan's award-winning retro range. With the range now available in purple, you can be proud to show off your kettle, toaster and microwave and do the cooking in style. Who knew you could get good-looking pots and pans? Don't forget, you can get 20% off as well from Swan's gorgeous products if you head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan, celebrating 90 years of magic moments. What, what I find, find interesting is, you know, I think, I don't know whether it's right or wrong, but you, you, you sort of said you did TV presenting, but you found that it, uh, it sort of, affected the yeah. opportunities you were getting with acting which I kind of get yeah um and is is, is that the case is that yeah, what kind I mean, of happened because you were doing like the one show and I thought good girl so I've done but that then since. Sort of it went quiet so I did right. so it, oh, it kind of all happened right. I was doing Waterloo Road and then um, yeah. there was this really lovely commissioner um Stuart Murphy who used to work at BBC and he took over Sky and he's really um quite maverick and he has ideas and he makes them happen really quickly and um, I went and had one of these meetings about d- doing a documentary or something. And 
The next day, Elaine Hackett went in to see Stuart Murphy about another different show, said she'd spoken to me the day before, and he went, hang on, I want, I want a daytime show on Sky, and I really like Angela, so let's call it Angela and Friends, and then we can have loads of other people on, and I want you to start filming it in a month. And he commissioned 90 90-minute 90 <gasps> episodes for Sky Whoa. One on daytime, and I went, okay. okay. And in fairness, I loved it i left waterloo yeah. road went and stra- straight into that and just i loved it i had such a great laugh and loads of my mates came on it and it's like 2006 2007 and it was like just when the big financial crash there wasn't much work going on at the time and so all of a sudden you know it was making jobs and making money for other people they were getting to come on and be paid and um and i loved it and then after that no one really wanted to hire me as an actor. I wasn't getting any auditions and no meetings. It was really quiet for 15 months. And then I went into the theatre and I did One Man, Two Governors. And then everything mm. picked back up again. But that was a really stressful 15 months. And the only thing I could put it down to was the fact that I was being perceived as a, um, as a presenter rather than an actor. So yeah. after that, I still got offers of, of presenting Fat Pet Fit Club. Um, but I always just made sure that it was just one-offs. For example, the one show. The one show. Because right, you know I, what? See. I love it. I love yeah. presenting. I really yeah, enjoy you. it. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I know that I can't. I think, I think um, Alex or someone, someone was going on maternity leave and there was a block. There was going to be a, a quite a large block and yeah. didn't get offered it. But Too it was, much. would you like to come and have a chat about it? And it's like, no, I can't. I can't no, do that because... No. The minute. So you did say no. I you said a bit no. of half, a halfy no. It was a conversation with me. <laughs> yeah, well, and, uh, and it was a thing of just going, no, we can do one-offs, but but we mm. don't want to get into that into that um, into that bad place again. Yeah. Um, because ultimately, <laughs> acting is, is that's my passion. It's, that's yeah, that's where yeah, I'm most absolutely. comfortable. I wish I could do it all, and I think. You've got the people like, you know, got the Bradley Walshes. They seem yeah, to, yeah. to do it all. They can do acting. Warwick Davis can act and present and doesn't seem to be a problem for them, but it does seem to be. And the girls are getting older as well. Yeah. So also for you that you, you, you just, you know, you don't have that whole guilt thing, do you? Nah, that never disappears. That I never had that guilt. Good girl. I, just I think, didn't either. I just think it's rubbish. Why? Glad it's not just me. Yeah. I used to go, oh, they'll be fine. They'll miss me. And then when I come back, I'll be appreciated. Exactly. That's it. I was leaving them at home with Jason. He's all right, you know. Oh, yeah. I just go, what? One parent's got to go to work at least. So, yeah, I missed them. It wasn't that I went away and didn't think about them ever again. (laughs) But I just find that that mother's guilt is a really female thing, which I think is... But it is a bit pointless. Doesn't do anyone any um, any good. And I don't and want I my girls that feeling t- that. I don't want my girls no. feeling that when they grow up, they've got to feel guilty about going to work. No, and I think also the time that sort of I remember when I was really busy working away a lot, and Connie was sort of you know only five or six or whatever. Um, didn't have Zoom and FaceTime, which actually was better. I agree. Because they couldn't see you. In fact, what I used to do, and Kelly, this is interesting, because I know you're talking about sort of separation anxiety with your, you know, with Heath, yeah. etc. I wouldn't phone, really, or anything, because it would upset, the, you know, they were happy in their place, and it's just a reminder. Mm. It actually triggers something. So I found, as hard as it was, I just wouldn't mm. call. When they're but that young. It wasn't that hard. No. When they're that young, <laughs> they don't, the concept of time isn't there. So whether you're no, gone for a day... No or a week, they can't really tell until mm. you tell them. <laughs> oh, mummy's been yeah. away for three days and I'm missing you exactly. so much. And then they go, 
<laughs> yes, and I'm missing you so much, Mummy. And yeah, Jason, you didn't used to like it when I when I called and and you kind of rocked the boat. The That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just well, did what you're doing, and asked, I'm here looking after the kids. Yeah. So bug off. Yeah. yeah. We did like a romantic weekend away a, a few months ago, about about a month ago. First one in more than three years without the kids. Not me, not with me, and, um, with us, with Chris. <laughs> it's not my kind of podcast. <laughs> it could be. Hey, you never know. Just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and my daughter's got an iPad, so she just kept FaceTiming me. And we were we were having a cocktail FaceTime. Oh, my husband was like, "Don't answer it, don't answer it." And I was like, "I've got to. I've got my his parents were with them. I've got to our meal FaceTiming me again. Oh. It was like relentless. Oh. But you see, I'm the opposite. I do all those things you've just said don't do. So don't <laughs> do that. I've been away and I miss you and. I have mother's guilt. You know, I lived away for a bit and worked away from my first when she was little and I found that really hard and, you know, and and, um, and I still, still now, she's eight now and she was two then, still think about that time and think, I wish I could go back and not have taken that job oh, because I still feel like oh. I missed it. So I'm a bad version because I get, well, I not- think what you two are saying is empowering for all mums listening is don't waste your time with that. It's silly, but I'm definitely one of those who did waste her time. I just, I, I just think that as a mother, anything you feel, anything you want to do, is valid whatever your choice is if you want to stay at home and look after mm. your kids and and not yeah. go out and work that's absolutely fine and mm. we shouldn't judge anybody else's mothering we shouldn't judge anybody else's choices or, or way that they live and as, as long as there's no like harm as long as there's no you know physical harm or, or mental harm co- coming to the kids each to yeah. their own and just people and and women and men judging other people's parenting I just think it's just wrong because we all get things right and we all get things wrong but yeah. it's mm. those labels isn't it that's been given stay at home mum working yeah. mum yeah, those you're kind right. of Absolutely. things yeah. that have been created and actually every mum's a working mum and every mum's a stay at home mum at some point yeah. for whatever yeah. reason and we're all we're just mums yeah. aren't yeah. we and that's the thing but we've I think over time women's roles have been put into boxes so then women feel they have to conform and justify and mm. and it's really important to break that yeah, I think I agree I agree and and we, we were talking to um Julie Julie came on Julie Graham oh. um and we were talking about uh she supports Nikki Clark you know with sort of um ageism when it comes to female oh, actresses yeah, yeah. and I just wondered what your take was on it while we're sitting here having a good old chinwag because what because you're what you're only a what are you thought 40 something 45 45. Right, okay. Yeah. So you're coming to that age where they were talking about things just all of a sudden change. Yeah. The whole sort of opportunities, commissioners change their mind. But you you just seem to be bloody working. <laughs> well, I think it's a, a proper statistic, isn't it? That as, as soon as you get to the age of 40, women, um, there's like one in four roles on TV are for, me, are for men over 40 and, and one mm. in 15 for, for women over 40. I've literally just made that up because I, I don't know the exact statistic. Sounds good, sounds good. Statistic, sounds good. But the, the roles just shrink from the, from the day turn 40 um i do think that it's changing i think it is definitely um on on the move um in terms of of writing and and creating better roles for women i've actually had better roles there are less of them 
and there's mm-hmm. less to audition for. But funnily enough, they're more interested in the roles that I've gone for since I was 40. Under oh, 40 okay. for me, anyway, was just all a bit um, on the edge. I was like just the girlfriend the no not not a nothing meeting nothing, nothing meeting, sort of major, no kind of big right. story um i know yeah. that isn't the same for everybody um i feel that my career's been slightly different because i'm i'm also northern i'm also working class and i'm also black mm. so mm. actually my chances of being on tv are actually minute <laughs> Yeah, because even the north-south thing, yeah. getting to an audition, I remember back in the day, how do you, I mean, I know now it's all sort of, I don't know, what, what do you call it? Well, you always people say, do self-tapes. I'm Denise, and, and, yeah, self-tape. Yeah. Denise is always saying to me, Denise, I've just got to go and do a self-tape. I've got to go Jenny. and do one after and this, you see, Pat. I've got to see, yeah. <laughs> so all that, so it's a bit easier. But back in the day, even just getting down for an audition, it was expensive. Yeah. If you wanted to go for an audition and you lived up north, We didn't have any money. We didn't, well, we didn't even have any money for my... Um, recall for Coronation Street I got I got my first audition when I was 16 and mm. um and then I got through to the second round and I got the phone call from my agent and my mum was like I can't afford we haven't got the money to, to for the train fare back over to Manchester so you're not going to be able to go and so yeah. my brother my brother had to come round and bring some money round he'd just yeah. come out of the army and gave yeah. us the money just to get to Manchester so it was like if that hadn't if he hadn't been there if he'd have been away at that time I, w- I just never I just wouldn't have gone for that audition no? because Wow. So it is, it's, it, there is that north and south um, divide. I've been talking a lot about class recently um, and what where class um, uh, comes into the argument in terms of opportunities. Mm. Because as, yeah. a, you, as a working class um, kid from a council estate, I'm not told that I'm, well, I was never told that this was a life that I could have. Um, you know, mm. I was told that, that I would work in the rice factory or I would have children or I would you know I could do all these quite working class jobs. And I've, I've, like I said, the working class mentality of, oh my God, I don't say no, I don't even deserve to be here in the first place because I, I know yeah. I should still be on my estate up there. Um, that, that feeling of not feeling you should be in this business is mm. I think it's as big a, an issue as age, race um, and, mm. and gender. Um, and it's something that has to that has to be taken because you need these working class voices. You need um, the actors, the writers and, and so on in the business so that you can reflect all of the stories. Mm. And those young sense. people like. Yeah. And, and those young people like you when you were back there in in Leeds and growing up and doing that audition for Corrie they need that inspiration yeah. and they need to be told and yeah. given those opportunities I mean we hear about this all the time don't we it's why things don't go right for um certain children in schools when they're from more deprived areas they're just overlooked yeah. all the time there's access. It's, a, it's a massive there's issue access mm. there's actually having the funds to be able to access the training or access um the education and so on there's that but there's also it's a mindset a working class mindset of where you fit in the world what your job Mm. is and where you're supposed to be that the mental side of it is a lot to have to uh, is a a lot to have to change um absolutely you're so right it's just go on set whether it be entertainment or whether it be um, um drama it's a spark the person doing the lights is a spark it's the same as being an electrician and the person Mm. who's building all the sets it's a chippy it's a carpenter these are things that are they are working class um talents you know what i mean it's it's places where working class people are are pushed into 
that it's on a film set and for, for years everyone's been told oh no this is like some magic it's magic that goes yeah. on over here not for your lot you have like, to be special no, yeah it's special yeah, holding a microphone like this anyone can mm. do it yeah you honestly that so resonates with me angela because like okay i was in essex and i i used to get called a basically i was just called a packy all the time which you know and i i was a different color to everyone mm. else and uh you know we didn't have a lot of money and i remember when i got no limits that that first show and i was only like 15 i just so didn't think i should be there and i and you know it it, it turns you into this yes person like you're saying yeah i'm exactly. just doing everything and a people pleaser as well like i went out of my way this sounds ridiculous but i would go out of my way to sit with the crew or the runners and I'd sit there and I'd be, go out of my way to go and make them a cup of tea. But I made a point of it. Yeah. yeah. And that I think I made a point of it more to myself than anyone else. Yeah. This is it. And then to this day, I don't know what you do, but with your kids, it's so different. I, you know, I just say you, you are, you know, everyone's equal. You've all got the same opportunities yeah. and you just go for it. You know, nobody is different when it yeah. comes to what they should be you know, what they should be aspiring to. Yeah. Well, in fact, um, I mean, I do say that, but I say, unfortunately, that, you know, they do. It's like, you know, my kids are are, are privileged. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We've got a computer. When we had the lockdown, they had a computer each to do their school, mm. to do their schoolwork. And I'm yeah. that really bad mother who spends the whole time just going, not everybody's got this. Don't think you're better than everybody else. Do you know, do yeah, you think about yeah. the people who, do you know, you're moaning about this. Some mm. people have got like four, four of them sharing a bedroom and they can't do their schoolwork, do you know. I'm yeah. constantly bashing them over the head with when I was a kid, it wasn't like this. And I knew. Well, no wonder Tallulah doesn't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> no. 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 She don't want to go on holiday. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. I did. I took them to my estate and everything. Oh. Oh. Did you? Yeah, we live in a lovely house yeah. in North London and they've I not know. had to want for anything. Do you know what I mean? They've, mm. They want a pair of jeans. They get a pair of jeans. and, mm. and That's the thing, though. You can say it to them all the time, don't you? But they never really g- grasp yeah. it. Because they know no different. Exactly. So I took you them know, to Leeds. I, I took them to the estate yeah. that I grew up on. <laughs> Whereabouts? I worked in Leeds oh, and really? I, I, well, I lived in I lived in Hebden Bridge for a Ooh, bit. Because I, um, I could. Did you? Do you know it's got the most lesbians in the UK, oh, isn't it? Again. So, it is yeah, that type it's of podcast. It, <laughs> it's an interesting. Apparently, when I moved there, we we only rented. We rented at the top, so um, above the little right. town in like down a farm track, because I didn't want to live in the city. I'm a country girl, so I used to drive into Leeds. But um, yeah, it, the, someone said, "Oh, Google, it's the most interesting fact. It has the most lesbians." That's I don't know brilliant. in the U. So, square like foot. That. I can't. I never saw any. But I loved it yeah, there. That and last but it's very one. quirky. Yeah, my husband hated it. He was like, it's bloody hours to get anywhere. Halifax is two hours and it's because the road's got potholes in and yeah. only fit one car on. But I bloody love Leeds and all that area. I'd have stayed. Yeah. He didn't want to live there. We moved to Manchester. Oh, he won. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I never lived in Manchester. I worked there for years and years and years and I always lived in Leeds um, and mm. travelled over every day. Um, so I was brought I was brought up on um, an estate called Cottingley, which is right by um, the football stadium on Ellen Road. So the Yellen Road Football Stadium, two big, massive, like, uh, council block of flats that used to be the biggest in Europe. We thought we were dead special because mm-hmm. they were the biggest <laughs> in Europe. Um, and, it, I, yeah, I was brought up on that estate there. Yeah. Right. It's got the most down to earth people, I always think, come from Leeds. Like the loveliest. Everyone talks to everyone. Mm. You know, I Mm. like that about it. But it's quite tolerant as well. It's um, quite a tolerant city. I I really like it. I really like it. 
So uh, you and the girls, also the other thing I love is um, you're good at cooking, aren't you? I really love you're food. You're good at cooking. You, lo- <laughs> you love it. And it just, yeah, an inspiration. Really love food. If, if anything takes me longer than 10 minutes to prepare and cook, I'm not interested. <sighs> so for me, it's like an alien world. Oh. So I'm just like, wow. Um, and I love the way that, you know, you sort of include them and it's like a family thing. It's, it's sort of those true old-fashioned family traditions where you cook together and you eat together. I don't know whether that's just for Instagram or you really do that. Well, we did. Well, again, this is another one of those things. That we did. We used to. And now it's, you know, oh, we've, of actually, course. Oh. we've said that this is, you no, know, this oh. is our time. You must come and eat food with us of an evening with no phones. The phones aren't mm. allowed to be vibrating. And, um, oh, my gosh, we get about six minutes out of them. And, that's it. Then they go. Yeah, and honestly, shoot off. we do actually mm. cook. It's restaurant quality food in this house. I bet it's ridiculous. We, like we yeah, make, it's amazing. We make even just when it's just me and Jason at home, we just make the most beautiful, gorgeous, lovely lunches, and we mm. make ace food. And they all they want to do is eat noodles. They just want to mm. pack the noodles. And we've mm. just had a massive round this morning because. <laughs> This is so true. This, this is the same as my house. Massive row this morning because we we've just said right enough is enough. We're sick of making. Jay made this beautiful chicken Thai chicken curry from scratch, blending all the herbs. We've got this oh. odd box vegetable delivery. So there's all aubergines in there, sweet corn in there, every yeah. vegetable they've ever liked. They both ate three mouthfuls of it last night, chucked the rest of it in the bin, and then about an hour and a half later, come down and they're searching through the kitchen for crap for a packet of crisps or some noodles Mm. it's like right that's it that is it we're not doing it anymore we're taking all the crap out the house and if you don't eat the food then there's nothing there's nothing more i've stopped the credit cards they've got so they can't go to the shop after school and buy five quids worth of biscuits so we'll see we'll see you we'll see yeah, I don't know. That might be a phase because I know that Connie was a bit like that. But now she's twenty twenty one and she comes back home from uni. She's into cooking and sort of I'll do that for you, mum, and I'll help and I'll cook. And so it swung. If if it's any yeah. sort of sort of like positivity at all that I can throw over your way, I think it goes back round. Whereas Polly, is like, have you ever had a pot noodle? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I haven't. It's not allowed in the house. I had one. Uh, you know, and again, yeah. she's got some money in her wallet and after school, they've gone off somewhere and she's come back with this this thing, this, oh, this stuff. And I went, that's not even real food, uh, coffees. Coffee. I said, how much is that for a coffee? Or a, or a yogurt, yogurt thing. Those yogurt things, they go with those frozen yogurt places. I mean... And matches well, you know. and, and what's it, the bubble tea and all this. And, yeah. and basically, and this is, they hate us for this, but it's just sugar. It's all just different ways to get sugar into their systems. And they don't understand that that's what it is. They think Mm. it's because, no, it's really lovely. It tastes really nice. Because there's like nine spoonfuls of sugar in that weird tarot tea thingy bob that you've... Yeah. There's some stuff. And a out load there. of ingredients you can't pronounce yeah. on the back as well. <laughs> yeah. I say if you don't if you can't bloody read it and you've never heard of it before, don't bloody that's buy it. it. That's what that's my kind of oh, we cook separate meals in our oh. house, so I'm even worse than you because and mine are younger than both of yours, so I should be better at this stage. Um, we do separate dinners. So my shopping is a nightmare. I've started, I've moved online to make it easier so I can yeah. sit at home for an hour and tear my hair out instead of running around the supermarket doing it. They're all <laughs> 
awful. I'm not eating that. It's got that in it. And we do everything homemade as well. Homemade pasta sauce, everything homemade from scratch. And they're awful. They just want chicken nuggets. But if you showed them how the chicken nuggets you know, are made or look at the ingredients on the pack of the chicken nuggets and it's like, you know, monosodium glutate, da, da, da. They're absolutely yeah. fine about eating that, but you give them, yeah. but you give them like a really lovely, I don't know, veal escalope or something like that. Can't have that; it's a cow. But you're really happy to have chemicals. You'll have even all this bloody. Yeah. Sorry, I'm allowed to say bloody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All this like vegan stuff. I'm vegan now, so I can own uh-huh. vegan stuff. Have you seen what's in most of this? It's it? just yeah. chemicals. Mm, oh, absolutely I know you're the real deal you see you're real food you're the real what? deal you just stick to your guns and yeah. you just get rid of that crap in the yeah. uh, goodie drawer goody and see what happens they'll get back on yeah. it don't you worry um, but you I, I could uh, one thing I've, uh, when you were doing dumb breeding yeah. I love the fact that you, because you, did you produce and direct? You I, took directed, over an I directed the last you episode. You directed yeah, one. The last yeah. episode. Oh. See, I've not forgotten because we were talking, yeah, we had Denise on and we had, we had everyone on off there apart from you because I couldn't get older because you're so bloody busy. But um, yeah, how did that go? And is that something you're really into? Do you think you'll, you'll you know, you'll develop? To, yeah, I'd love to do more directing. And I have written a short film, which I'm, I'm oh. when I've got a minute, I will try and, and, get off the ground properly um yeah I absolutely I love doing dumb breeding I found the creativity during mm. lockdown just it was a great thing to distract from yeah. everything else that was going on and we did get everyone else involved you know Tallulah and Melissa were both in it and Jason was in it and the, you know we were all kind of helping out but when it came to directing it so Robin Shepherd was the director of the first eight and she was the one who suggested it and with the, my brain she was like you know would you like to do and I was like I can't do that I can't do that. That's not, I'm not kind of, I don't look like a director. How can I? And she was just like, of course you can. And she mentored me through the whole thing. And then, right. and that was one of the things where I go, oh yeah, it's not a dark art. This isn't something that you have to have gone to Cambridge or Oxford or had any kind of university um, uh, education for. You've just got to know what pictures look like and how to create a picture in your mind and then how to um, uh, communicate how you want that picture. That picture to look. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. right, it's not. It feel like I've just been convinced by people that they've got all the special jobs and and I shouldn't be in that club. And now I'm knocking on the door because I want to be in the club. Oh, um, oh it's love just, it. I loved it. You're so, honestly, Andrew, we've run out of time, unfortunately. Oh. Um, but would you come back? Because I'd love to have some more chat with you. It's been lovely to meet you. Thank you so Pleasure. much. We'll just do it again. I really love chatting to you. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan designed for life thanks to swan for sponsoring this episode don't forget to check out their beautiful purple retro range and give your kitchen a makeover this autumn to see more of swan's products head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code hotmessmums20 for 20% off